0: and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish-Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show.
1: Hey, car fans. Welcome to Driven Radio, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield, here with our engineer and co-host, Mr. Mark Groves. Yo. And Senior Corey Pratt of Craving Cars <laughs> on YouTube. See,
2: <Si>. Hola. <laughs> Glad you Hola. picked up
1: on that. We are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in beautiful Overland Park, Kansas. And it was beautiful today. Tomorrow's going to be crap. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah not too yeah. bad. For it's January, enjoyable. what, what it, 50s today?
1: <laughs> yeah, today was 56 degrees. Tomorrow's going to be... Four.
0: Well, we I'm record the show six. when it's nice and when the show airs, it's hell. So, yeah, I know, <laughs> You're welcome.
1: You can find us online at com and com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. At Driven Radio Show, uh, I'll tell you once again. I've said this a bunch of times before. You can follow us on Instagram. You're going to be staring at the same crap for. A you know, long I may time. have
0: to get the uh, password and username from change. you just. So I'll I just can, give it to you just so I can pop on once. I'll put on some put up some inane picture I took at like Casey's or just, Quick Trip. Hey, here's a car. Post stuff from Breezerama. <laughs> I don't of care. Oh, yeah, yeah no doubt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at show.com or at Driven Radio Show and listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to tell your gearhead friends. If there's something you'd like to hear more of or if you have an interesting story, please feel free to tell us. Send your emails to Brett at
2: DrivenRadioShow.com. Weather sucked all week. You guys do anything in cars? Um, I I, I went to the garage and I looked at mine, (laughs) and then I then I I went back out of the garage. Well, you know, Friday last Friday,
0: last Friday was actually a little nice, Mm -hmm. and so in that brief period between nice and suck, uh, I jumped out on the on the uh, Kawasaki and. Uh, Tooled around for about cool. an hour. That's good because that, by Friday nice. night it all turned to crap. Oh yeah, Friday oh, yeah. night was oh. The uh, the thing I did discover though that coat that you gave me worked great. My helmet cool. was great. The gloves were great. I had boots on with two pairs of socks. That was great. The jeans though, your knees froze. Oh dude, <laughs> 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 I could have just put the thighs in the freezer because they were already kind of freezer burnt. It was uh it was my legs were my legs were cold. Anything under about fifty, if you're not layered up on your
1: lower portion on your legs. Yeah. Especially on cruiser bikes, man, your knees are just gonna get clobbered.
0: But I tell you, it was wonderful, uh getting out there and, you know, again I, uh, I even I, I went through a bunch of uh websites and, and boards and stuff and was like, okay. Some of them had said that sometimes the uh, uh the backfiring mm-hmm. wasn't just for, for being running rich. It might have been that I turned my um my idle down a little too low. Oh. So I turned my idle up a little bit and it did help. Good. Didn't completely cure it, but it did a great job of quelling it. You also got to keep in mind,
1: you're riding a bike that sat sedentary for a long time. time. And even with all the maintenance you've done, it's probably still blowing out the nooks and crannies and all that good stuff. Yeah. So
0: uh, being out, uh, it blew out the the dust in the tailpipe and the dust in my head. I came back a, a happier dude. Sometimes it takes a mile, sometimes it takes the whole tank, but uh, it it (laughs) is. That was about a third of the tank on that one. I tooled quite around. There's a reason you never
1: see motorcycles sitting outside a therapist's office.
0: (laughs) You are not wrong. (laughs) How about you? What'd you do?
1: uh, I piddle farted around with cars down at the warehouse. I'm trying to get Vlad in condition I finally decided to sell her. She's going to go away.
0: Oh, uh, Haven't we heard that before? You sound like the who. Yeah.
1: Well. <laughs>
0: okay, this is our retirement tour again, no, it's, it's, again. once more. Yeah. It's,
1: the t- it's time. It's time. Uh, okay. uh, that, the GTO, and the Mooglide. And then we'll get Rhonda. Wait a
0: minute. Selling the yes. GTO and the Mooglide? Yeah. What? Huh? And we'll
1: get Rhonda okay, wait, wait. her little uh, sport youth that she wants. And okay. then I'll take the rest and wait for the market to go down. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope so t-
0: sometime soon because, damn, uh, every time I turn around, even the cars that I like are. Oh, and this past weekend at Mecum didn't
1: help either. We'll get to oh, that in oh, a yeah, little yeah. bit. Yeah. In the news, Ferrar- a Ferrari Enzo that looks like a pile of parts. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a professor who's saying that he thinks vintage Ferrari road racing cars are undervalued. That's insanity. And Meekum sets new records in Kissimmee, and oh my, did they ever. Our special guests this week are Dave Kinney and Greg Ingold of Haggerty. Dave and Greg are gonna be here to talk about the Haggerty Bull list for 2022. Uh newly published Haggerty Price Guide, they were kind enough to send us copies of, and the insanity that was Meekum Kissimmee, and that is no joke.
2: All right from the lovely place of uh road and track.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pour one out for this Ferrari Enzo uh, wrecked in the Netherlands. Oh, Ooh. man. The,
0: uh, yeah. You saw the pictures. Oh, God, yeah. that really gets you
2: in the nether regions, too. Oh, That's in the awful. Yes, That's it correct. does. That's right. Oh. So so the Enzo is more than likely one of the most desirable modern Ferraris, period. Yes. Okay? Uh, the company's pride and joy of the mid-2000s, its mid-engine layout, Ooh, wow. a 6-liter V12. mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Sounds amazing. You're
1: getting me all excited.
2: Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, of the 400 that were built, uh, one one more less. Well, there's crutch. 399 left. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: yeah. Maybe, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we think we've. Uh, Corey and I were talking about this a little while ago, and we think we know of at least a couple others that have met with an unfortunate fate. Mm hmm. But
2: oh, uh wow. wow, found themselves on the road again at some point. The uh, pictures of
0: this I are think. just awful. It's like it, it's like you you the before picture of an IKEA version yeah. of this thing because
2: Jesus. <laughs> well, you know you don't like to see any car pieces crash right? everywhere. I mean, any car, any car that that is wrecked like that. Suck. You kind of go, you kind of go, ooh. But when you <laughs> look at a car like that and yeah. it's that wrecked, you go, oh my. Work for 15
1: ah. hours to put together a set of <laughs> shelves for your bedroom. You set one thing
0: on them, they collapse. And this one has an eight thousand dollar hex wrench that doesn't come with it. <laughs> I bet they wish that was the Jiminy. legal version. So, how much was this thing worth when it got wrecked? Uh, oh, you got your price guide right there. Look that uh, sucker
2: up. They, they. <laughs> I love you, Haggerty. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, when these things came out, they they had a retail sticker of what six hundred fifty thousand. I don't think they ever sold for under a million. Oh, oh no, my no, God.
1: No. Yeah, there were such limited – well, 400 yeah. of yeah, them Yeah,
2: then you got bronco Right. Got it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, according to Autoblog.nl, this Enzo was crashed on Tuesday morning. It's not really clear who was behind the wheel or how the car ended up in the state. Uh, the photo shared that we've been looking at uh, to the Speed Timers Instagram account shows that looks to be oh. a dealer plate mounted on the rear bumper.
1: Oh, oh man, if this was a test
2: drive. The Enzo in question is very heavily damaged. The two right-side wheels torn from their mounting points along with several suspension pieces. They they had to put little dolly wheel dollies up underneath to try to get it back on the on the tow truck itself. Yeah. Like I'm looking at a
0: wheel just laying there yeah, yeah. all
2: yeah. by its lonesome. Uh, I think the back one re- like folded back and hit the back bumper and, and damaged it too.
0: The driver was Bobby D. It's in there. <laughs> and the D stands for deal. He was the used Ferrari dealer. Uh, top salesman for 2019. Really? No, I'm lying yeah. right through my teeth. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, the airbags were deployed. Um, although it's weird, there wasn't a whole lot of front-end damage.
1: No, but it, there was plenty of side damage. Yeah, I I'm guess, sure it was enough for the I accelerometers to say, um, maybe we should just jump. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and obviously uh, both the, the, you know, the rear bumpers have also been suffered uh, some severe damage oh, yeah. damage on that one. Uh, even if the cost to rebuild this Enzo is more than what it's worth. I don't think that's possible. It, it, it'll it likely still be rebuilt. Uh, cars rare. The cars where as desirable as the Enzo don't usually get parted out and, there's, and sent to a scrapyard. They're just too irreplaceable. Yeah. Well, to, to give you an example, uh, with, like Brett and I were talking about earlier, there was an Enzo that was split in half. After hitting a pole in California, God knows what he was, uh, speed-wise, he's going, it sold for $1.76 million after it was rebuilt. Me. On a rebuilt title. They rebuilt it.
0: On a rebuilt title. Rebuilt a it was that on the, half, end the end website BIT, bring a tiara? Yeah, BIT. No. Like the whole front end <laughs> BIS, of the B-I-S, bring a shovel.
2: Like oh the front God. of the car from the seats up where it was completely in half. Yeah. two pieces. Jesus. No, we
1: covered that story uh, like a year and a half ago. I remember seeing it. Yeah. The car was in two pieces and just shot down the road.
2: Yeah. So, you know, with time, you know, I'm sure this could be back on the road. Uh, good as new with a reestablished title.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to see the car report on that oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, can I see the car facts, please? Yeah. Yeah. Only only one small spot of problem. It was broken in half. Like, it's lovely, isn't
1: it? How many 2023 Corvette Z06s could you buy Oh, dude. For the price of one of those. Now, well, I know they'll really, never be as I know as as at expensive. least one.
0: Well, no, <laughs> none, because they're all <laughs> wrecked by a tornado. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. At least hey. one wrecked one. Hey, dream killer. <laughs> 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 Shut your mouth. <laughs> also from Road & Track, classic road racing uh, Ferraris are still undervalued. Enzo Ferrari produced just 33 250 GTOs, 39 if you include the three so-called 330 GTOs and the three Type 64 cars though, a 250 GTO uh, reportedly changed hands privately for 70 million. That was David McNeil, the guy who owns WeatherTech. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, because yeah. I, I wound up having a long conversation, well, not long, but a conversation with Matt Farah about this.
2: Acquiring at least one car that I can sell for that.
0: <laughs> Dude, I would like to require, acquire anything. I can yeah. sell. I would sell my kid for that.
2: Kids go <laughs> back and dig up Q, the episode
0: damn. that I I need you more.
1: The episode of the smoking tire that I'm on and listen to Matt and I, who are both colorblind, have an argument with all the non-colorblind people in the room about what
0: color a 250 GTO about is. About that green one? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> that we both thought was, uh, it was mint green and we both thought it was khaki.
0: Now, the high price for a 250 GTO at uh, an auction remains at $48.4 Now, each one's body of these cars was hand-rolled, yeah. each Colombo V12 Hand assembled. Yeah. Uh, each GTO offers a uniqueness on par with the color field paintings. Many have uh, competition histories that only further this notion of their, their singularity, of their, their one of a kindness. Yeah. Now, a 250 GTO can do what art and real estate cannot. Can't drive it into, you know. <laughs> uh, although yeah. I would gladly drive a Jackson Pollock across a field. with my bare damn hands, because, God, I hate those. But, uh, you know, you just can't do with art what you can do with these things. I know, I'm just angry, aren't I? Somebody got between me and mistake. Uh, (laughs) The Ferrari GTO is the unkillable animal of Dr. Ferrari's creation, wearing as it hides the platonic ideal sports car shape. According to a collector of both art and cars, who wishes to remain anonymous. Yeah, he wishes to remain anonymous, because he's full of it. (laughs) Uh, According to them, and I quote, Art requires its owner to have no specialized knowledge. Owning a fifty million dollar automobile, however, requires a tremendous amount of specialized knowledge. Nuh-uh. Yeah, have you been to Dubai? Uh, limiting <laughs> the legit. I'm sorry, Dubai, I keep using you as a prime example of people who can buy any damn thing they want, even standing on their head drunk. You know, I'll one, buy night, it.
1: one night you're gonna come into the studio and I'm gonna have somebody here in the full <laughs> Uh, head-to-toe uh,
2: <laughs> garb
1: waiting for you. I would like to speak to you. Yeah.
0: This is my buddy, Shake Steve. Mark, why don't you get all uppity now? huh? Shake Steve. Oh, oh boy. Uh, limiting the legitimate buyer. Oh, let me, let me get back to this guy. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Where was I? Of specialized knowledge. Yeah. Limiting the legitimate buyer pool and thereby driving down values. And cars require active ownership yeah, to maintain know. their value, oh, yeah, while yes. art can maintain its value with little assistance hanging on a wall.
2: Yeah, I ain't buying it. Well, why they just buy cars and hang them on the wall?
0: (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I ain't buying it. Drive them three times and then just leave them somewhere where they just get dirty, but you can't have them because it's stealing and you'll lose your hands. Hey, One of the legitimate problems over there, they have supercars sitting in parking lots on flat tires. Nobody will touch them.
1: Yeah, but it was illegal for
0: it. They had some radical laws
1: about being illegal uh, to have a car repossessed yeah and it came with jail time and that sort of stuff yeah so, and so yeah, just yeah. Yeah. leave it are. walk away see
0: ya oh my god <laughs> can you just look the other way for just a second
1: I'm telling you I will I've...
0: drag this to the airport on my back
1: I'm gonna have a guy sitting in here one night when you walk in hey Mark this is my buddy shake your booty shake your booty out. he'd
0: like to have a <laughs> word with you you think you're funny don't you <laughs> oh
1: shit <laughs> <laughs> I have word for you man
0: <laughs> so there you have it supply and demand and no engine rebuilds
1: nah I ain't
0: buying it man
1: no. They're saying these cars are underpriced of $48 million, and I'm just – I don't get that. Like, mm. like we were talking about, how many Corvette Grand Sports did they build? Five. They built five of them. Uh, they built six uh, Cobra Daytona Coupes, and none of these has eclipsed the $10 million mark on a sale.
2: Oh, wow. Do but they, they built 39
1: of the Ferraris, and they say they're undervalued at 50000000 million. I'm just not – no, I don't I don't do, get do that. Do the
2: other cards have Italian leather in them?
1: I think there needs to be. Do they have a uh, dash plaque? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> they might. I, I don't know. The I, I just think there needs to be some kind of a correction soon.
0: Yeah, and, you know. You think it's going to go out of hand then? Joking aside. I think, that. I think there's a correction coming. I think okay. our anonymous writer here, our anonymous quoter, owns about five of these. Yeah.
1: No, he doesn't. He's a professor of some variety, and that's just. <laughs>
0: Well, so he had one at one time and wants to feel important.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Professor and the Wayback Machine.
2: I sold it for $3,000.
1: From Meekum Auctions Presentation Department Meekum shatters world record selling $217 million God. worth of stuff at Kissimmee last week. Uh, Meekum Auctions kicked off the year in Kissimmee, Florida with a record setting vehicle sales. The vehicles. Were $213 million of it, courtesy of an astounding 90% sell-through rate at the world's largest collector 90%. car auction. 90%. 90%. And this is an Nine auction zero. where they let you put reserves on stuff. 90% sell-through rate. God. The record-setting sale claims title as the first collector car auction to ever surpass $200 million in sales for a single event. A few facts that go along with this. More than $213 million in vehicle sales with 2,954 cars changing hands. My God. Let that sink in. Almost 3,000 cars, the most ever sold at a single live collector car auction. Jeez. They had a 90% sell-through rate, highest overall percentage ever recorded for the Kissimmee event. Saturday, January 15th marked Meekum's sing- highest single-day auction total in company history. They sold $72 million worth the cars on Saturday.
2: So it was a pretty good day then.
1: Run that through again. $72 million worth the cars, so a lottery win yeah. on Saturday alone. Saturday, so, they
2: sold, so they sold like one Ferrari and then a couple other cars. <laughs> yeah, that's it.
1: Uh, $72 million in sales. That's nine tremendous. vehicles on Saturday got over seven figures. Wow. For 19 million in sales, for Dang. the the, there were, the, whole Kansas City
0: auction was only 19 million. Can you imagine wow. the dock in the box down wow, the street? Because all the auctioneers go in there with numb lips. Uh-huh. I mean, just how many cars you're, I'm not going to get, and you're nonstop. My God.
1: Yeah, they probably had 15 guys lined up. I hope so. Also- and uh, 13 cars for the auction sold at over seven figure prices. Nine of those were on Saturday. Is that extraordinary? Amazing. Uh top 10 cars, the 1965 Shelby GT350R prototype Ken Miles Flying Mustang sold for 3.75. You go, Vern. Vern?
0: Vern.
1: Vern who represented the John otzbach collection that this car was part of at Mecum Indy in July of 2020. I was at that sale and it sold. I think it sold for 37 there and Vern was at this sale. And bought it for somebody. So he sold it <laughs> and he's bought it. Both. Both. <laughs> Vern, good on you, man. Yeah, you you're ought to be hero. breaking your arm, patting yourself on the back. Absolutely <laughs> extraordinary. Number two, a 2020 McLaren Speedtail sold for $3.3 3 a 1992 Ferrari F40 sold for 2.75. A 55 Mercedes 300 SL Gullwing for 2.64. They hear a hot Mercury Custom that we talked Didn't we about. Did we talk about Lesha? Yeah, yes. uh, that thing sold for 2.145, and the happy oh, you, you, the was... family was just ecstatic. You should have yeah. seen them; it was really cool. Wow. Uh, 2016 Pagani Huayra sold for 2.121175. Uh, 2.117.5. 67 Shelby 427 Cobra Roadster sold for 1.43. Jeez. This is the one that just everybody I've talked to said, did you see this? Uh, the eighth high, highest seller, a 1936 white model 706 Glacier National Park Tour Bus sold for <laughs> 1.43. Look that sucker up. It's I got am. A, I'm typing as fast uh, as I can. That's got a canvas a top bus? on it. Has a canvas roof.
2: A touring bus. A
1: tour touring bus, a 1936 white Model 706 Glacier National Park tour bus. Wow. Uh, a
2: 1994
1: Porsche 911 Turbo sold for $1.43. Damn.
0: That uh, tour bus is ugly.
1: Wow. Uh, well, some, somebody thought up. it was pretty enough to shell out a seven-figure price tag on it. And I, I, number 10, <laughs> a 1961 Mercedes 300 SL Roadster sold for $1.375. Oh, my goodness. Well, to everybody at Meekum, John Craman, who we've had on the show before, Sam Murtaugh, who we've had on the show, and Mr. David Morton, who helps us out so much getting us people on the show, congratulations, yeah. guys. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent job. Oh, my Fantastic. good Lord, we can't believe you did that. And
0: uh, wow, I I hope this keeps rolling for you. It's absolutely incredible. I don't know if this is the same one. In uh, 2020, October of 2020, a 1936 white Model 706 Glacier National Park Tour bus sold uh, at auction for Sotheby's. Yeah. $450,000.
1: Well, somebody added a mill to it and ran her through.
0: Damn. Well played. That's got
1: that's <laughs> got to be the same bus. There can't be a, like yeah. How
0: many of those are rolling around? <laughs> oh, oh, we got one.
1: A, we got seven, eight hundred of them. They're just all out there crawling around. No.
0: I mean, oh, granted, it's got a lot of doors, and that back tire is freaking huge. Well, Glacier National Park. What do you expect? Oh, good point.
1: It. But uh, uh, wow, the wholesale everything there. I, I will say this: there was a 1960 Chevy El Camino, two tone green, had a magnificent restoration on it. My dad's got a thing for the, you know, 60, 61, 62, 63 Impalas. And the front end of an El Camino from that, from those years just looks like an Impala. It looks like an Impala with a bed. And he was really hot for this thing. He had a 348 and Paraglide. He thought it was cool and wanted to get in on it. And that sucker sold for $160,000. And he wasn't watching the auction at the time. He let it slide by. I called and told him about it, and he just laughed. <laughs> he said, I wouldn't have paid that. Uh, oh and and he wouldn't have, and I don't blame him. Amen. Our special guests this week are Dave Kinney and Greg Ingold of Haggerty. Dave and Greg will be here to discuss the newly published Haggerty price guide, Woo-hoo. the insanity that was Kissimmee, and what seems to be driving all the collector car sales these days. All this and much more is coming up here on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, coming to you from Driven Radio World Headquarters in beautiful Overland Park, Kansas. Our special guests this week are Dave Kinney and Greg Engold of Haggerty Price Guide. Dave Kinney is a lifelong automobile enthusiast, collector, owner of automotive valuation firm USA Appraisal, and an accredited senior appraiser with the American Society of, of Appraisers. Dave writes for the British magazine Octane. The Haggerty Insider and is the publisher of the Haggerty Price Guide. Dave also serves on the board of the Rolls Royce Foundation and our beloved McPherson College Advisory Board. Greg Ingold is the editor of the Haggerty Price Guide. He is an avid car enthusiast and has found his calling working for Haggerty since twenty twelve. Greg has been part of the Haggerty evaluation team since two thousand fourteen. Gentlemen, welcome back to Driven Radio.
3: Gentlemen, who walked
1: in? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks
3: for having us anyway. Just for the record. Um I got voted out of the Rolls-Royce Foundation. Uh, somebody else came in <laughs> and got two more votes than me, so we better update that. So oh,
1: well. I still love them. They're still wonderful uh, people.
0: We'll, it's we'll okay. Say, we'll say you used hard. to could. <laughs> we'll yeah, be angry right for you. You. <laughs> you sons of guns. Curse you.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, did you guys have a nice holiday season this year?
4: Very much so. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really Rose good. Pretty low-key.
3: <laughs> I was uh, in bed with COVID and uh, oh, you know, it was crap. relaxing being by myself with my wife <laughs> on the other side of the glass partition.
0: <laughs> I will say, I
3: got,
1: I got great sleep. I will say that. You on,
0: make plexiglass sexy glass. Yeah. On
1: the, on the other side of the partition where she's saying,
0: You know, I'd really like to be if you but that.
1: You're just too damn sick. You look better with a mask. <laughs> <laughs> what? Honey, I'm sick. Nice. So. <laughs> Uh, for Christmas, did you all get any cool car-related gifts?
3: I—I'll uh, go first. I did not because I tell everybody not to buy me anything because I pretty well have everything <laughs> I want. Mm-hmm. However, because you asked, Cash. I gave these as gifts to a whole yeah. bunch of people. And what is? The Harbor Freight is watching right now because these things are the Jedi Knight. Of, oh, the the uh, the fold-up ooh. Harbor Freight
1: light—very cool.
3: It's actually much better than you think. It also has a uh, magnetic base. And a friend of mine who's a full-time wrench, I mean, literally a guy who makes his living, said this is the best shop light he's ever had and and gave me one. He had like seven of them there that he had bought. (laughs) And I like it so much I bought a whole bunch for, like I said, people in my family. Uh, It is incredibly bright. I mean, just like you'll light up the night. I don't want to... But anyhow, oh, wow. uh, so it's cool stuff. Dave so, got him an uh, automotive lightsaber, know. and you know <laughs> not only that. I mean, you know <laughs> how many times will I ever get to say something nice about Harbor Freight, and here it is. So, go uh,
1: you know, skip the jack
3: stands, go get, Skip Freight. the
1: jack stands, kids.
3: But get these.
1: Yeah, well, Man. as long as you're not using it to hold up your car, you're probably in pretty good shape.
3: Yeah, skip <laughs> <laughs> so <after> the jack stands. <laughs> an automotive, <laughs> an automotive related. Sorry, Greg,
4: Mr. Greg, uh, what'd you get? Oh, boy, I didn't get anything automotive-related. You know, probably the closest thing was a uh, uh, Lego Toyota Supra, which I uh, <laughs> put together in about an hour and a half flat. So uh, that's car-related, right? Yeah. So. You're, you're yeah. supposed to drink yeah. a
1: bunch of eggnog, so it'll be more challenging.
4: Right, right. No, that that Spike didn't happen. Away. No, it's it's the uh, the current Supra uh, is the the Lego that I got. Oh. So, well,
0: considering uh, prices, you can probably get about forty thousand for that. <laughs> yeah, going <laughs> to Facebook yeah,
4: Marketplace. Much.
3: Seriously, <laughs> it, it, if list is twenty nine, then figure forty nine <laughs> for. But, uh, any Toyota dealer. Any Don't car. lowball I mean, me. I, I know D- what I got.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll check out the price guide later
3: and
1: see what well, it's on. First of all, gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for uh, sending us that box full of price guides. Yeah. It's very generous of you. Thank you very much. And secondly, uh, we understand there's an announcement with the price guide. What's going on?
4: Yeah, so I'll take this one. We have decided that uh, it's high time that we update the price guide more often. So... Uh, it, we've been doing three times a year since oh the beginning, right, Dave? Back in two thousand six. Yeah, always. <laughs> it's always been three times a year. So now we're doing it quarterly. So nice, please, please don't tell my wife because
3: I think she's she will divorce me if she finds out that we're doing it four times. A year.
4: <laughs> More
0: plexiglass. There you go.
4: <laughs> so yes, uh, we uh, you know, it's it's high time we do it. To, it's, it's been asked for for a long time uh and as, as you've seen in a, in a market like uh like this one the the more you can you can update it the the more you or the more accurate you are i mean we're we're pretty accurate as it is but uh, we can adjust a lot quicker to to the market but,
1: well the takeaway here is we will get to see you more often That's there you right. go
3: there we go now uh, you uh, greg these you needs to you needs to you needs to tell everyone, tell <laughs> yeah. the folks. No, nah, Greg. So you upta- need to. We're updating four times a year for the digital edition, That's but the print correct. edition is now just being printed twice a year. Oh, and there's a pretty good reason behind that, and it has to do with cost. Uh, number one, the cost of mailing the things, which oh. has gone through the roof. Yeah. Uh, also the uh, the problems with the printers. Uh, you know this this size book, if you remember, used to be what they'd call a paperback back in the day Mm -hmm. and that (laughs) that's now done by kindle right so uh so yeah i mean even finding a printer you know when we started in 2006 we probably had and i'm not exaggerating two three thousand possible printers and now we're down to uh what one and a half i guess something like that good lord so uh, it's become a specialty item i mean you know so and only us old guys seem to want them. Although I, every once in a while, we have something. Hey,
1: sneak hey, in. hey, hey! Watch it with that old guy. <laughs> so, guys, uh, what's new in the price guide this quarter? Who were the big winners, and are there any losers? Because everything seems so stinking hot.
4: uh yeah, hot is uh, the understatement of the decade. I, I think. Um, yeah, we we crunched some numbers when once we finished up this uh, latest price guide and. Fifty-seven percent of the book went up in value, with wow. only seven percent going down. This is the this is probably the most active uh, price guide update since sometime in 2014. And to put this in even better perspective, we covered less cars in 2014 than we do now.
1: Okay, yeah, so- it's
4: pretty it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where when you get
3: you know, working on it and, and find out what's going on, um, you know, it becomes like a laugh line after a while. It's like, you know, it's it's like, you know, Greg will send me a text. It's like, I found one that didn't go down. You know, I found <laughs> one that stayed the same, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but that's just about it. And, uh, I mean, we did have, a sadly, for our uh, Subaru 360 owners, um, that did go down um, uh, 15% down to something incredibly stupid, even though it's 15% down, I'm happy to say. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, there was a uh, Monset Beta Zagato um, went down quite a bit, and a Lagonda Rapide from uh, 61 to 64. Uh, those are it. I mean, you know, there, there's a few more, but those are the notable ones, I guess, that uh, Greg pointed out. So uh, Everything else, moving up or staying the same and mostly moving up
1: it's tough to fathom how fast the market is moving and how far things are going up. Uh, but we're about to get into that. Are there still bargains to be had?
4: Yeah, you you gotta be really smart. I mean, you can't look at a generation as a whole as a bargain anymore. In, In my opinion, you have to look at individual cars and you have to be a really, really savvy buyer. Um, you, you might, uh, you might need to know somebody who owns a car that's like, Hey, look, this is going to a good home. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the friends and family deal. But, uh, I, I think everybody knows what they have and are kind of pricing it as, well, I can only go down from here. So, uh, yeah, d- deals are very, very difficult to find.
1: Don't lowball me, uh, but- man. I know what I got. <laughs> right.
4: I, I I always uh,
3: I always say that you can <clears throat> at any auction you go to you can find a bargain. It's just that it might not be something that you're ready for or you're yeah. looking for. Uh, and the bigger the auction, the, the the better chances you'll have at finding a bargain. Sometimes it's because people aren't paying attention. Sometimes it's because the car was ill prepared. Often it's because the car shows up at the last minute or you know doesn't have any uh, you know didn't make the catalog in the catalog sale, but it's there anyway. Um, but you know, it's it's very, very tough to find a bargain right now. But it, it happens. I mean, I know that you know, every once in a while it it sneaks through.
1: And speaking about speaking of auctions that seem like they were absolutely out of control, uh, let's talk about the circus that was Meekum Kassimi last week. Uh, did either of oh, you Oh was
3: last week, I missed it entirely. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> either of you have any chance to take a look at this while it was going on? Did you watch some of it? Uh,
3: yeah, what I you, did. What are your
1: thoughts Great. on that?
3: Um, yeah, you know, it's, you. I've run out of superlatives. Okay, I've run out of things to say because it was just, it was just off the charts. I mean, congratulations to Meekum. Oh yeah, uh, two hundred and some odd million dollars worth of uh, cars, What two fifteen something like it was, that? It
1: was, it was two thirteen cars and two seventeen total.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of neon signs, by the way. Yes, it is. But uh, um, just just astonishing amounts. Uh, of course, you know, this is the auction that never ends. I mean, you know, I, I had a friend and they said they were going down to the Mecham sale. I said, when are you getting there? And they said, Friday. And I said, which, which one? Friday, amazing. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it runs for, for like 10 days. It, um, there it, were some incredibly uh, amazing prices. Uh, you know, all of us should go out and buy that, uh, that Yellowstone Park bus uh, that's you know, sitting, sitting behind your house somewhere uh, because uh, uh, one of those sold for $1.4 million. Yes. Uh, the guy who bought it, you know, probably uh, uh, is worried about paying taxes like a lottery winner is, right? Now. So, I mean, the guy who sold it, not the guy who bought it.
1: Well, they had... <laughs> They had stuff that just went nuts. Uh, the Ken Miles Mustang sold again and sold for three point seven five this time. And the funny thing is, when that sold at uh, Meacham Indy in July of twenty twenty, it was part of the Ken or uh, uh, John Otzbach collection, and the guy representing it was Vern Estes, uh, our sometime co-host. And then when it sold this time, the guy who bought it on behalf of somebody else was Vernastas. <laughs> so uh, he said it was really kind of surreal being involved in, in that car, with that car twice. The one that got me that really blew me away was the '69 Corvette convertible, the L88 that sold. Didn't it sell for three thirty five or something like that? And it books for over six hundred. What happened there?
4: If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, there's there's a couple cars that have made the rounds that uh, at Mecom and they, I, I believe, and I could be wrong, and uh, please forgive me if uh, if I'm speaking out of place and somebody knows more than me, but uh, I want to say there's there's a couple cars and that was likely one of them that shows up at every third or fourth Mecom auction that. Uh, just you know, it's it's got good credentials, but it just never seems to, you know, to get the juice that it needs to to let loose. So. Been through
1: the revolving door,
4: but I
3: mean, you know, there's just there's just some uh, Jeep Grand Wagoneer. What was that? Uh, like 160, 170, something like that. I understand that it was a completely wow. nut and bolt restoration. Um you know, you're looking. I like, must have missed looking-
1: that one. A Grand Wagoneer went for a buck sixty. Wow.
3: You're looking at the guy who bought one new for uh, 26 and a half in 1989. Um, frankly, it was the worst car we've ever owned. Uh, um, it, we had to put a new engine in at 4,000 miles. That's good. It was you know 360 V8, AMC's finest from the Stone Age, yeah. and um, uh, it got six miles per gallon. Oh, um, but it had that I, magnificent good, shag. You know, I will say it looks great doing anything. I mean, it is a great-looking vehicle with all the wood paneling on the side and,
0: oh, you know, luxurious
3: yeah. interior and stuff like that. But, uh, um, you know, that was like, you know, owning a boat. It was the happiest day of my life today. I bought it and the happiest day of my <laughs> life today I traded yeah. den, so. <laughs> well, and, it in. Well, I think I got nine grand for it when I traded it in like three years later too, by the way. So. Wow.
4: Bitter? Me? Bad. No. No. <laughs> well speaking of excessive wood grain and AMC product, did you guys see the AMC Eagle with the seventy two thousand miles that sold for thirty five grand? Yep. You're kidding. No, it was uh it was lot uh F thirty eight. Uh, it, it was not a bad looking car but it's also not a new in the wrapper car and it brought new in the wrapper car prices from you know the best i can tell unbelievable uh, yeah and we've got we've got
3: uh, scottsdale coming up next oh. week so we're going to see if uh, this was lightning in a bottle or if it's going to be replicated uh, you mm-hmm. know it's, it's very very hard to say at this point you know what's going to go on um the the strange thing is i don't see how the numbers could line up so that Scottsdale can bring in two hundred plus million dollars total for every sale.
1: I don't know. Um, I don't know. And
3: well, I mean your RM is down to one day, so they've got a smaller sale.
1: Bottoms um, is one day and it's a Thursday.
3: Gooding is a is a smaller sale as well. Uh so okay. we've only got Barrett Jackson and looking at their lineup, I mean, sure they have some interesting cars, but um, I don't know. I mean if uh, if the Resto Mod market goes crazy, it, it could change all those things. But uh and Russo and is not having a sale this year, so uh, um, you know, all those things. Worldwide should do well. That's a Wednesday night sale. What are you um, f- I'm gonna be there to watch, but uh um I'm you know, I don't know what to expect, but the it I can't imagine the momentum building anymore. It might stay it might stay up, but uh, I mean, you know, we're going to have to take the this price guide and you know uh, put it in the shredder sooner than we thought, if uh, if this is the case, and if these are uh, duplicatable, replicatable prices. So
1: it'll be interesting. We all talked earlier today. You, uh, Greg, and I uh, messaged back and forth a little bit, and Dave, you and I talked. What do you think is driving this?
3: We didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> Not there's, yet. A lot of people, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people who say, and I don't buy into this, that this is the end of the internal combustion engine era and that, uh, you know, get it now while the getting's good. Well, uh, you know, 100% minus 0. 0.000, maybe three of all cars built, um, you know, since the dawn of the internal combustion engine. So let's say 1876, something like that. Are gasoline powered, or you know, uh, petrol, gasoline, uh, same thing, but or maybe diesel powered or whatever. But they're internal combustion yes. engines, or they're not electric. Let's put it that way: they're not steam, they're not electric. So I don't see what the you know what the, the the big deal is that you've got to run and buy unless you're buying like a late model Benz or a late model Bentley or a late model Rolls Royce or Ferrari or Lamborghini or something like that. I don't see how that drives the down market, the, uh, you know, the the 1972 Lamborghini or the 1985 Ferrari or whatever. But I don't know, you know, fear's a big seller. So if people think that they're going to have their last chance to buy an ICE uh, car, I, maybe that's part of it. But it, really, I think a lot of people are giving themselves the I escaped COVID and I'm still here and I always wanted it next, you know, fill in the blank. I always wanted a 65 Mustang. I always wanted a you know, early Subaru. I always wanted whatever, and I think that's part of what's driving the market.
0: It's YOLO. You only license once.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe a little bit of therapy shopping too. I mean, you yeah. know, you're coming out of coming out of another wave and going into another one, and uh, well, you know, Carl make me feel better.
0: There's yeah. only so many things you can do alone, and one of
1: them's driving. Do you think if we see uh, a move in interest rates in the next few months, it will we'll slow this down?
3: You know, I think one of the problems with that theory is that interest rates are so incredibly low right now. If we doubled the interest rates on things, we'd still be at a a historical low, you know, historically a very low rate. Um, so, I mean, you know, I just bought a new car today and I got 0% financing on it. And it's probably the last one that I'll get. That's not subvented 0%, like where it's, you know, like it's, it's part of the buying feature. Um, but, um, um, you know, it was, it, it's pretty amazing because, uh, you know, no, I can't get the 0% for 60 months. That's out, you know, for this particular car, but I did get it for 36 months and, you know, you know, I took it. So, um, but that, that still speaks to the fact that even if they, even if the interest rates go up, the manufacturer can absorb that. So, uh, yeah. you know, the buying something at 4%, versus two percent is still like i said i mean we all remember when a great deal was seven percent or six yes. percent whatever so historically it's still way low um
1: well you've you know, convinced I, me i gotta it, go shop for another corvette
3: <laughs> yeah they're oh they're they're giving the corvettes away they can't sell them you know so yeah do, just go into any corvette dealership and tell them i said so
0: <laughs> by two <All> right. <laughs>
1: So, I understand that since the last time we talked, you have both brought home new toys. What's in your garage that we uh, we should know about? What's new?
3: Greg?
4: Well, yeah, I'll go first since I missed the, the last uh, session. Um, late summer, I sold my 69 Grand Prix and bought an 08 Civic SI. Uh, low miles for a Honda and no mods, which is uh, quite astonishing for a uh, for an SI. So.
1: You mean to tell me you didn't follow Dave's example and buy a Subaru?
4: Um, well, we have a Subaru in the uh, in the home fleet, and I uh, after I did head gaskets last February, <laughs> I uh, kind of swore them off for Lent, well, permanently. <laughs> I
3: I got the ten year warranty, baby, so I'm not concerned. <laughs>
1: What'd you, um, what'd you bring home, Dave?
3: Uh, I bought uh, uh, before Christmas, I guess in November I bought a 79 uh, VW beetle. Uh, they're all you know it's, they're all super beetles and they're all convertibles. It's the last year that uh, they built them for the United States. Uh, 3,100 original miles, all oh my garage. goodness. Oh my God uh, um, the, I bought it from the second owner. They bought it uh, when it was about 18 months old, and they paid way over a list for it. Um, but oh, I paid wow. way over that for it. But um, uh, it's it's going to take some shaping. It's uh, you know it's been sitting too long. The tires are square, you know all that sort of stuff. But um, it's an attractive color and uh, looks like it'll be some nice summertime fun. That we'll decide what we're going to do to it after the summertime. And then I did. I bought a F one fifty limited today. So I have helped the economy. You're uh, welcome. Nice, so
1: nice truck. Very nice truck.
3: Yeah, and I got everything possible on it. I mean, it's got everything but the power URL. Uh I tried to get that, but they weren't offering it. So, uh, uh, you know, it's it's loaded, and it's uh, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, so, you know. Um, yeah. Congratulations.
4: Uh, I, hey, yeah. Dave, I, would, would you say it's better than the supercharged uh, Harley-Davidson? Yeah, I condition? noticed you
1: snubbed me again. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, I'm having trouble hearing this. Super
1: <laughs> trouble. Hear when is uh, when's my fantastic uh, Harley Davidson edition F150 going to make it in the book? Uh, just as soon as the check clears. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they,
1: didn't, <laughs> they didn't make that many of those. They only made ten thousand of them, and you know a bunch of them have been wadded up. They got to be getting to be kind of rare. Actually, I, I
3: would have to agree with that. Um, uh, the um, you know, everything's going up, so we can assume that that is as well. Um, you know, Greg, I want to help a brother out and put it in the book here soon. I'll work on it, okay? All right. <laughs> I, I, I
1: will say this. There was one of those at uh, Mecham, Kansas City that had 990 miles on it. It couldn't have been any more mint. It was just beautiful and sold for 43 grand here. There was wow. one at Kissimmee that had 64,000 miles on it, and it. It looked pretty good. It looked like somebody had taken care of it. And that thing sold for thirty seven grand with 64,000 miles on it. Oh, yeah. good Lord. Yeah. I, I got to go clean my truck.
3: You know, it's it's a shame that those cars didn't make it past 1,000 miles so many times. That's why that 993-mile car was out
1: there. Yeah, uh, well... <laughs> I, i'll explain to you why
3: that, that's sarc- <laughs> sarcasm, okay, sarcasm.
1: It, no and uh, not entirely if if the road is anything short if it's even slightly damp and you stick your foot in it under 60 miles an hour it'll spin around and show you where you're doopy. <laughs> uh there's no such thing as traction control on those
3: does it have a little switch that, uh, on the console where you you, know, you hit the button and you can hear the sound potato, 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 potato? <laughs> a real
1: Harley <laughs> Davidson?
0: No, I've, yeah. I've never driven it, so I need to go.
1: You just put your bike in the bed and leave it yeah. idling.
0: And, and that switch <laughs> actually loosens up the uh, motor clamp so that it makes the whole thing rock <laughs> while you're in it. It's, it's pretty awesome. I love driving it. The one time I got Do to. you
3: uh, when you do would you put a hat on with like a fake ponytail and all that sort of stuff? <laughs>
0: do you have to ask? <laughs>
3: Hell yeah! Are any of you attorneys or dentists? Because apparently that's the uh, that's the people who buy
0: them. So. Uh,
1: no, un- underpaid auto journalists. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> hey, look my my cell phone goes great in those cargo shorts. So just, just walk it back. Just walk it back. The sandals and the white socks, right? Oh, hell yeah, it's comfy.
1: Stocks and socks, baby. Stocks and socks.
3: <laughs> wow. Cargo shorts. Nice
1: you know as much as i hate to say this uh when you're working auctions cargo shorts are handy cuz they got eight zillion pockets on them so you can stuff all your credit on them uh, i i absolutely uh, i'm i'm hesitant to go the photographer's vest route although i know yeah. guys i know That's guys who bestest. use it and uh it seems to work for them
0: crocus style dundee over here, here. <laughs>
1: Croc-a-style Dundee. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. We've been speaking with Greg Ingold and Dave Kennycutt. Let's get this done before it gets any more out of hand. <laughs> you can find all the social media links for Greg and Dave on readthedriven.com. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being back on uh, Driven Radio with us. And thank you again for sending us the price guides. I appreciate that. Yeah. Always oh, a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. And that's really true. This is the best thing we're gonna do all week.
0: Yeah, on, and, honestly. And for those of you supporting us in other countries, thank you. Thank oh you. yes. You're making it really hard to make fun of anybody anymore because yeah. I'm just kind of a jerk. <laughs> and now you're you know, I see it and I'm like, Oh, you gotta
1: say bad shit about the Netherlands. Yeah, and I gotta oh, Yeah. That
0: stuff. And I'm just angry because you buy all the cool cars before I can get to them. <laughs> I'm just really jealous and I think you know that so if i ever say anything that's really rotten stupid about your gefilte fish or whatever it is your loot fisk then uh you know just know that it's because (sighs) i think you're cool
1: by the way all you scandinavian car collectors out there who are looking for american hot rods vlad the 61 impala is (laughs) going to be on the market
0: right shortly uh, get hold of me, Brett at ReadTheDriven.com. You know what? If you go into Facebook, there are a number you can't read it because I can't even figure out the handwriting. But it's these Scandinavian sites that have these gorgeous vehicles are on they them. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, listen <laughs> to me. Oh yeah, not in the word of it. They uh, they have these. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's a mile and a south of half a town. <laughs> now I make specific because the Chryslers that they show in there, I'm just like, oh, yeah. sweet mother of God, that fifty nine star What? Where did you? get that and why and i want it yeah but so, like
1: you see a lot of uh, uh gm stuff from 50s and oh, 60s yeah, yeah. and early 70s go and a lot of the fords
0: and uh they are they either have a kick-ass little volvo that you're like oh god i'd love to drive that or some cool yeah uh, they, they are classic tr- they are true
1: hot rodders over there and god Absolutely. love them for it amen uh we do love what we do Thank you for listening. You can find us online at drivenradioshow.com and read the readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. And listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt. Yep. And Mark Groves. Yo! Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio.